Brother Marler, as he comes, God bless you, Brother Marler. Thank you so much for being here. I love you. You don't know how good it is to be with you. I love you a lot. Thank you. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, everybody. Amen. How nice it is to be in the house of the Lord with you all this morning. Y'all, everybody seems to be excited about being here. But I know it has to be something more than just a building. Amen. Amen. You're, you're excited about something else, aren't you? Amen. About what the Lord is doing. Amen. Amen. It's good to be excited about where you're going. Amen. Praise God. One day we're going to see the Lord. Amen. Praise God. Amen. It's so nice to be here. You may be seated for a moment. I, uh, I just can't tell you how nice it is for my wife and I to come here to this church. We not only love the ministry here, but we love you and love being with you. And uh, from the first time we was here, you, you received us <clears throat> so well, and we just thank you so very much for the, uh, the opportunity to come. Amen. It's, uh, you know, Brother Sister French are so dear to us. And uh, we rode the river together. And uh, we, <laughs> we love being together. And we, we relax when we're together. And when you can relax, if you can't relax, there's something a little bit wrong. Not, it's not quite up to snuff but <laughs> but uh and then of course uh, Ryan and Nathan and John they were all all three of them was a little subpar until they got married and then it brought them way up above the line <laughs> amen I'll tell you what no I was joking about that but I promise you one thing, these, these ladies that they brought in here on us, they are great, aren't they? Amen. <laughs> Amen. You'd better bring somebody in with talent and, <clears throat> and kind. We don't want any other kind. You know that. And, uh, but it's just so good to be here and see the church so on fire and growing it's good to see Brother and Sister Cole. It's good to see y'all. Love y'all. Amen. Brother Cole, you went around the room faster than I believe I could. I don't <laughs> he, did, he did good. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Sir? Yeah. And Brother Latta, it's good to see you back there, Brother Latta. <laughs> Brother Latta. <coughs> We've been friends for a long, long time, and, and we're sorry that Sister Joyce is sick. I know where she would be. If she could be, she'd be sitting right there by the side of Brother Latta because I, I, got, I hate to tell Brother Latta this, but she loves God more than she does you. Amen. And that's the way it should be, shouldn't it? Amen. <laughs> You know, when my wife and I got married, I said, I want to tell you one thing, Joan. I said, 
my salvation does not depend on you. And she said, well, I'd like to tell you something. <laughs> Mine don't depend on you either. <laughs> Amen. That's it. Because we was living for God before we ever knew each other. <laughs> well, <clears throat> I've always got a little sniffles and stuff, but I think I got a little more this morning. So you all are the, be the recipients of snorting, imagine, this morning. So. Got the books out there. I forgot to tell you. I, I didn't bring them all. I didn't bring all we had. I should have. But we have books out there. Um, Jones got a new book. It's called I Want My Mother. No. Whatever happened to ain't Odessa. Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> and uh, then my newest book is a place called Texas. And it's a shoot 'em up. So that's all that is about. Did y'all hear about the preacher that was in the and uh, on the platform, he looked out in the foyer and he saw a man come. And he come only once a year. And he just, something came over him. And Brother Cole, he just went back there and said, Sir, why don't you just become a soldier of the Lord? Well, he said, I am a soldier of the Lord. He said, you mean you come only once a year and you're a soldier of the Lord? He whispered in his ear and said, I'm secret service. <laughs> I'm glad you folks are not secret service this morning. You've come to church to be in church. Praise God. Did you ever get woke up? I saw you wiping your eyes this morning. <laughs> you got it together? <laughs> All right. <clears throat> If you will, please, and uh, I'll read from, you, you may stand if, you, if that's your custom. Uh, um, John, John, the fifth chapter, the fifth chapter of John. After this, there was a feast of the Jews, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Now there was at Jerusalem by the sheep market a pool, which is called in the Hebrew tongue Bethesda, having five porches. In these lay a great multitude of impotent folk, of blind, of halt, withered, waiting for the moving of the water. For an angel went down at a certain season into the pool and troubled the water. Whosoever then first after the troubling of the water stepped in was made whole of whatsoever disease he had. And a certain man was there which had an infirmary thirty and eight years. When Jesus saw him lie and knew that he had, <clears throat> now, had been now a long time in that case, he said unto him, Wilt thou be made whole? The impotent man answered him, Sir, I have no man. 
when the water is troubled to put me into the pool. But while I am coming another step down before me, Jesus said unto him, Rise, take up thy bed and walk. And immediately the man was made whole and took up his bed and walked. And on the same day was the Sabbath. God bless you. You may be seated. Now, <clears throat> Jesus has gone and been called by a lot of names, such as Alpha, Omega, Savior, Friend of Sinners, Healer, Lord, Bridegroom, Rose of Sharon, Bride and Morning Star, Prince of Peace. But let's try one more. The circumventor. The circumventor. This story <clears throat> that I read to you is a very intriguing story. It's uh, it's almost it's hard to you, you, the reason you believe it is because you know the, it's the Bible. It's the word of the Lord, and. Uh, there is not anything in the Bible that's not correct. And don't let anybody tell you that. Don't <clears throat> let anybody tell you. You know, in, in, the, in 1600 or something, the man that uh, wrote the book that really is accredited with starting the Communist Party, he says that you're never going to be able to destroy the Bible. You're going to have to edit it out. And I'm sure these eggheads that's making all of these uh, new Bibles know a lot about what God wanted. I threw that in. But this story, this man was laying there. The Bible says he was laying there. He wasn't, he wasn't setting up. He wasn't propped up. He was laying there. And all of a sudden, he looked, and there was a pair of sandals there that standing close to him. And now, this man had been laying there Ten years. You know, ten years is a long time. It really is. Ten years is a long, long time to be doing anything. The angel would come once a year and trouble the pool. And the first one got there, got healed, and the rest of them stayed just like they were. Ten 
years. Well, he lay there another 10 years, 20 years, coming and trying to get into the pool. Then, after 20 years of trying and having no luck, he went almost another 10 years. He went eight more years, 38 years of hoping that he could get healed next year. But every time he would crawl or wriggle or however he propelled himself forward a little, it was not good enough. He just simply could not get there. I don't know if someone steps on his arms and his hands or somebody held him and pushed ahead that was a little stronger. I don't, I don't know how it all happened, but just all every year he came up short. And Jesus <clears throat> was standing there. And he asked that man, do you want to be healed? And he goes in to tell him why he could, what was going on in his life and what he had been through all the years. All the years. And Jesus said to him, Arise! Take up your bed and walk! He told him to do just what he couldn't do. Amen. Amen. Our Lord is a circumventer of circumstances. Praise God. I don't care how long you've been sick. I don't care how long you've had that pain or that ache or that limp. Amen. God can heal you right now because he's a circumventer. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. He didn't say, well, now, look here. I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll help you get to the head of the line. He didn't say, I'll help you get to the line. He said, I'll do it right here. We'll just take care of this right now. Praise God. Right where we are. Oh. You talk about a second opinion. Amen. 
Hey, yeah. Praise God. You, you, they tell you you're sick. You go to the Jesus for a second opinion, and he's a circumventor, and he can take care of it right where you are. Amen. You see, Jesus can cut through the red tape. <laughs> Amen. He can cut through the red tape. Amen. He doesn't have to go through reams of paper. He doesn't have to go through vials of medicines. Amen. And I'm not preaching against doctors. I'd go to one tomorrow. Amen. But I'm telling you what Jesus can do. Praise God. Praise God. He, he don't have red tape. He gets to the head of the line. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost here this morning. I feel healing here this morning. Amen. I feel God going to heal somebody here this morning. Praise God. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, he told the man with the withered hand. <laughs> he said, stretch forth your hand. That's just what he couldn't do. <laughs> That's what he was living with. <laughs> but when Jesus says, stretch forth your hand, you stretch it forth. <laughs> ah, yeah. Oh, hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Oh, glory to God. The man, the man was back there, and somebody, the blind man was back there, and somebody told him, said, Jesus is passing by. Amen. When Jesus is passing by, amen, I hear him and he starts crying out, Jesus, 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 thou son of David, have mercy on me. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Somebody came back and said he stopped. And he's calling for you. Amen. And when he did, he started throwing off his cloak that denoted blindness because he wasn't going to need it anymore. Amen. He wasn't going to be blind anymore because Jesus was calling for him. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, he's the lily of the valley. He's the rose of Sharon. He's the prince of peace. He's a bright and morning star. He's a great I am. He's a Lord of glory. He's a circumventer. He's a great circumventer. Oh, hallelujah. Y'all feel that? Oh, man. Ooh. The Lord's in this place. Praise God. He's not sending angels to trouble the water. He's come himself this morning. Praise God. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. 
You see, I want to tell you something. Somebody told me not long ago, said, well, I, I hate to go to the hospital because I'm afraid it'll hurt my faith. Well, now let me tell you something. If God's not bigger than a hospital, we, we got a problem. If God's not bigger than a doctor, we've got a problem. Oh, yeah, friend. You know, God can heal you on the way to the hospital. Praise God. Uh, uh, Woo! Woo! Glory! Glory to God. I was in South Carolina, and as a lady stood to testify, and she said, my son is a backslider, and said, my Daughter-in-law is Catholic and said he never told her anything about the church at all. And he said, my grandson, their little boy, two years old, got a bottle cap hung in his throat. And he was going to suffocate. And uh, they got him in an ambulance. And it was moving down. She was sitting on one wall, and he was sitting on the other wall, and it was bouncing and blowing and going. And all of a sudden, they'd realized the boy was dying, actually dying. <coughs> and and the, the, the backslid boy looked over at his wife and said, Pray! And she said, Our Father. He said, No, no, say Jesus. And she said, Jesus. He said, no. Say it loud. <laughs> Say Jesus. Jesus. And they sit there hollering across the little boy, Jesus. Jesus. And that bottle cap popped out in the ambulance. Thank God. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. He can heal you on the way to the hospital. Ah, oh, hallelujah. Oh, glory, glory, glory. Glory to God. Now, while I'm preaching, you let him heal you. While I'm preaching this morning, hallelujah, you let him heal you this morning. Praise God. Quit fighting and just let him heal you. Just let him do it. Praise God. They asked me, Joan, whenever we first started preaching to come and take a little church. And we said, no, we just don't feel that. We want, we want to evangelize. And, and uh, so they said, well, would you take it just long enough for us to get a pastor? Well, we did. We went up. And, uh, oh, everything was messed up. That, that was, it was the most rundown deal you've ever seen. The back porch went like that. We call it the Swayback Mare. It was awful. They didn't have a bathroom inside. <laughs> and I proceeded to get one of the rooms made into a bathroom. They asked me, why do you want a bathroom? And I wouldn't tell them. 
You know the difference between a one-holer and a two-holer? If you sit down and set your flashlight down, don't never see it no more, it's two-hole. You have to be old enough to know what, and you'll have to get your daddy to explain it at home. But anyway, I got in the, we got in the parsonage, and the phone rang. We'd been there just a few days, the phone rang. And, and a backslider down at the clinic said, Brother Marler, if you don't get down here, Uncle Charlie's going to lose his leg in four hours. I didn't know who Uncle Charlie was. So I went down there, and I asked for Mr. Clary. And I went in to see Mr. Clary, and Uncle Charlie was there, and he had gangrene in his leg. His leg was swollen up blue and black and yellow and green. It, it was the awfulest thing. And it was going to take it off in four hours. And so I walked up there, never pastored, never just, I just walked up, put my hand on his head, and I said, Lord, I want you to bless Uncle Charlie's leg in Jesus' name. And when I did that, that leg went totally well. Just like the other. <laughs> He's a circumventer. He's a circumventer. No red tape. <laughs> he does it now. Well, the rest of it, Uncle Charlie come, got the Holy Ghost, and I baptized him. <laughs> Amen. Woo. John and I was going uh, through Kentucky, and uh, we got to Carbon, Kentucky, and the transmission we thought was going out. Big old Cadillac. <laughs> oh, uh, let me underline oh. And, and so I goosed it on up to service station. As far as I concern, could tell, carbon consisted of two of those service stations. I got to one, and I told them my problem. They said, no, you'll have to go to that other one up there. He said, they're the one who works on cars. So I went up there, and uh, they said, well, I'll tell you one thing. You might as well go to that little hotel, that little motel there, and get you a room, because it's going to be a while. And uh, <clears throat> so we, we went and got us a room. Then next morning, I went back down to see how they were progressing. And he said, well, we found a problem. It's not a trans the transmission, it's clutch. But said, Reverend, we don't have a tool. You've got to have a certain tool to take that off and to put it back on. And he said, we went to the Cadillac people, and they wouldn't sell us one nor loan us one. And nobody else has got one. 
Did I tell you it was in Carbon, Kentucky? <laughs> so he said, there's one other thing I can do. I said, what is it? He said, well, there's an old man up in the mountains. If we go up there and get him and bring him down here, he can fix one. He can make us a tool to do that with. Well, I said, he said, if you got the time. <laughs> I had the time. So he went up there and he got that old man. And several hours later, and I happened to be there when the old man was coming in. He had a long beard way down here. And he had enough snuff in it to last y'all 10 years. And he was your typical old mountaineer. And he went in there and he got on a stool and he got up to the workbench and he got him an old tablet and a pencil and he started drawing off. So I left. I was supposed to because he wouldn't work with anybody watching. And so... I waited till the next day. And I walked in, I said, they said, we got it, Reverend. I said, did, did you get that tool? Did he make the tool? He said, there it hangs. He said, now we got one, just like Cadillac's got. <laughs> well, I'm going to tell you something. I know somebody. I know somebody that can fix parts. <laughs> Amen. I, I know the I know the man that made the first part. And he doesn't make them out of plastic. Amen. He, didn't, he doesn't do it out of any foreign subjects. Amen. You know why? I know somebody that's got some of the cutest little heart valves that you've ever seen in your life. Amen. They're made, they're made out of the same stuff the first one was made out of. Hey! I, you ought to see his livers. He's got livers that don't have any spots on them whatsoever. They're just like, they're just, they're just come right out of heaven's factory. Amen. Why? You ought to see his spines. He's got spines you wouldn't believe. And he puts those little pads in those spines just like they was when they came here. Praise God. Praise God. Oh, hallelujah. If you go up yonder and get that heavenly, that heavenly one and bring him down here, he'll fix you apart, I promise, and get you on the road.
Praise God. Praise God. Whatever you need, he's got it. Brother Lana, he's got it for Sister Lana. Praise God. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. 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 Oh, glory. Glory to God. Glory to God. Mm, glory to God. I, 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 I taught a, a young preacher. The French know him. He got a... He graduated, and he went overseas, and preaching in one of these countries where people had to walk 30 miles, and they didn't have no place to stay. They slept right where they had the, had the meeting and, and all of that. And this, this boy came in. They brought him in and set him down in a chair towards the back, and they took another something and put his leg up, and it was all wrapped in gauze bandages. It was so big. And it, it, it had gangrene in his, in his leg. And so this young preacher was preaching. And all of a sudden, folks around him, they, they saw this bandage dropping, drooping. And they walked over to him and they started taking the bandage off. And when they got there, that leg was just as whole as the other leg. <laughs> Praise God. Amen. And so whenever he saw what happened, he said, would somebody hand me that, that bag? And they handed him that sack. And he reached in there and got his shoe, his other shoe, and put it on it. They said, how did you happen to have your other shoe? He said, well, they told me that there's going to be somebody here preaching about somebody that could heal me. And I knew that if I was going to get my healing, I was going to need my other shoe. Oh, hallelujah. 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 Hey, I know that you know Jesus can heal. I know that you know the stripes were placed upon his back. I know that you know that the blood of Calvary takes care of everything. We, I know you know that. But I want to ask you, did you bring your other shoe this morning? Praise God. Well, hallelujah. Do you believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him? Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise God. I'm, I'm talking about right now. I'm not talking about waiting another year. I'm not talking about waiting another 10 years. Amen. I'm talking about right now. Praise God. Well, you know, in Arkansas, in Arkansas, they, one of the saints in Arkansas worked with a Buddhist man. And they got to be good, close friends, this, he and this Buddhist man. And uh, they were welders. And one day the Buddhist came out and there was something wrong with him. And the saint from Arkansas said to him, something's wrong. What is it? Well, he said, I never talk about it, but he said, my son was born crippled and has never walked. And said... He's never walked a day in his life, and he's five years old and said this morning, when I left him, I just, it was hard for me to leave him, and I can't get him out of my mind. And, and, and the, 
man said to him, uh, would you do something for me? He said, well, sure, I will. He said, uh, okay, tonight when you get home, I want you to go in and put your hands on his head. And I want you to say, Jesus, Jesus, and don't say anything else. And just keep saying, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. The next morning, whenever the truck, his truck pulled up, he was way across the parking lot. He got out. He was making big, giant steps. And he ran to him and said, what's going on? He said, oh, he said, this morning, he said, he said, I went home last night, and I put my hands on him, and I said, Jesus, Jesus, and said, this morning, he walked to the truck to see me out. <laughs> Praise God. Jesus. Say it, Jesus, 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 Jesus. Praise God, praise God, praise God. Why don't we stand all across this building? If you need a healing in your body, you ought to run to this altar and begin to call on the name of Jesus. There ought to be people flooding this altar right now. Why don't you come with your voice lifted, your hands lifted? Calling on the name of Jesus. I know there are real needs represented in this building today. There are hurting people. There are sick people here today. There are people with needs in their family, in their lives, in their heart, in their homes, in their marriages. Whatever you have need of today, would you just come as close to this altar as you can? There's a lot of people trying to make their way in. Could we just come as close as we can? Right now, let's begin to pray. In just a moment, the ministry, we're going to come and we're going to start laying hands on you and anointing you with oil. But I want to give everyone a chance to come as close to this altar as you can. I want you to bring your needs and just lay them symbolically on the altar. Just lay your burdens on the altar, as it were. For the rest of us, if you have faith, if there are any prayer warriors here, anyone who knows how to call on the name of Jesus, would you stretch out your hands towards those that are in the front that are praying? I need a prayer warrior to just reach out your hand and just lay it on somebody's shoulder and just begin to call on the name of Jesus over them. That's it, that's it. Come on, prayer warrior, help me pray. Come on, child of God, lift up your voice. God is troubling the waters right now. You're more than you don't even have to step into the waters because me. Jesus is touching you right where you are. In the middle of your pain, in the Jesus, middle of your brokenness, in the middle of your failure, in the middle of your trial, in the middle of your valley, Jesus is meeting you. I feel healing virtue flowing in this place. I believe yes. you are all I need. Oh, 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 oh. Yes, I believe you're Open up my your mouth and speak portion. the name of Jesus. Lift up your voice and speak the name of Jesus. Right you're more than enough for me. 
don't have to wait on anybody. You don't have to worry about anybody else. It's just it's you and the master. Nothing is 